بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضل فلا هادي له ونشد ولا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشد أن محمدا عبد ورسوله أما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد وفقان حميد بعد عوذ بالله من شيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم 
يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به وارحام ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا وقال تعالى يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون وقال تعالى يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما صدق الله العظيم فان استقل حديث كتاب الله وخير الحديث هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار اما بعد i ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that just as he has gathered us here today on this day of juma may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gather us along with our families in jadal firdaus al-a'la in the companionship of rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and his sahaba amin ya rabbal alamin brothers and sisters allah subhanahu wa ta'ala provides many examples in the quran of the farmer and how the farmer he plants the seed he waters the seed he looks after that seed and as it grows he has to protect his investment he has to protect that crop and there comes a time where he's able to chop down all the crop and make money from it and provide for his family the reason why allah subhanahu wa ta'ala provides these kind of examples in the quran is to give us an example or help us understand about our relationship and how we're supposed to view the akhirah just like the farmer he plants the seed and he looks after it and he invest he's investing his time but there comes a day where he benefits from all the hard work likewise a believer at the end of the day that we put in a lot of hard work and at the end of the day we all inshallah will receive the reward from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala all the reward of our hard work which is inshallah called jatal firdaus al-a'la inshallah but the idea is that to prepare for tomorrow and that's why very interestingly allah subhanahu wa ta'ala whenever he talks about tomorrow in the quran often it is in reference to the akhirah whenever allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about the future it is often in reference to the akhirah so the idea that i'm trying to get to all of you or trying to help you understand is that there is a understanding within our deen to prepare for tomorrow now when it comes to our current situation that we are in the month of Sha'ban we finished the month of Rajab now we're in the month of Sha'ban and we're less than 30 days away from the month of Ramadan and it is a month where Allah where the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he referred to this month as a month where most people are in the state of ghafla most people are in the state of heedlessness and what we have to understand is that what that means is that between Rajab and Ramadan this month is often a month that where we need to prepare ourselves for the Ramadan, for the month of Ramadan but rather Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam is telling us that rather than preparing for Ramadan most people are simply unaware or people are in the state of heedlessness and they're not preparing for the month of Ramadan they are in the state of ghafla so first of all is that what do we learn from the month of Rajab how are we supposed to prepare in Sha'ban and how are we supposed to benefit in Ramadan this is the mindset of a believer you plant the seed in Rajab you water that seed in Sha'ban and you harvest those crops in the month of Ramadan 
often we want to make a very drastic lifestyle change in the month of Ramadan. It does not work. Any time in life, when you try to bring a drastic lifestyle or you try to make a drastic lifestyle change, it does not work. It may work for two, three days, but there is no consistency in that action. And that is why Ibn Rajab has, in, has emphasized upon this, that you plant your seed in the month of Rajab. What that means is that whatever we want to do in the month of Ramadan, we start doing that now. Many of us probably have not even read the Quran in Ramadan. Yes, many of us, many of us have made it a point to read Quran in Ramadan. But there are many people in the community who have never read the Quran from cover to cover at least once in the month of Ramadan. Well, if you want to even achieve something like that, you have to begin in Rajab. I'm not saying that you have to finish the entire Quran in Rajab, but you have to at least start reading the Quran in Rajab. That is how you will build up the, the Quranic reading in the month of Sha'ban, and then you will, you will do much better, inshallah, in the month of Ramadan. Let me give you another example. When we talk about the farmer, when we talk about the farmer, the farmer understands very well that if I'm trying to grow watermelons, for example, because I need to sell watermelons in the market, he understands that it takes a certain amount of time to grow watermelons. If you even look up on Google how much it, how, how long it, how long it takes, it probably takes around four to six months, as many people have predicted, that this is how much it takes, this is how much time it takes to grow a, a general watermelon. Now the farmer understands that if the watermelon season is in summer, then I need to start planting my seed in February. And they do that. Why? Because then they can harvest at the right time. If they're not harvesting and they're not planting at the right time, the weather is going to have an impact on that plant, on that seed, and they will not be able to make money. So the farmer understands that whatever fruit they're growing, they know how long it takes and they plant the seed at the right time. Why? Because it comes to the matters of this dunya. They use that money to pay their bills. Unfortunately, you and I, we don't understand that language. There, we, here we're talking about hasanat. Here we're talking about good deeds. We may not see the benefit of good deeds in this dunya, but, the benef, but good deeds in itself, the hasanat are the, is the only currency of the akhirah. It's the only thing that matters in the grave and in the akhirah. So today you and I, we take this very lightly. But brothers and sisters, ask every single person, how many janazas we've been part of? This one year, how many janazas have we been to the graveyard for? How many people have we buried? How many people have we witnessed being buried? They, they those people, as many scholars they say, Ibn Jawzi says, that if they were given one wish, what, what they could have back, they would say one day in the month of Ramadan. And first of all, we have not even reached the month of Ramadan. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us reach the month of Ramadan. Amin Rabbil Alameen. But the point is, brothers and sisters, we find ourselves in this situation every single year. And we have no plan, we have no idea how we're going to approach Ramadan. Ramadan is a time 
where we go through a spiritual journey. It's a time where we make ourselves better. Wallahi, each one of us, we have a spiritual disease. Any person who says that I am absolutely picture perfect the way I am, no, you are not. No one is perfect, neither am I perfect, nor you are perfect. We all have flaws. And Ramadan is that time where we fix and correct that flaw. There are many people who claim that I am the most religious. Wallahi, anyone who says that you are, you when you think you are the most religious, you have the biggest problem. Each one of us, we have problems. It is our job that month Rajab has already gone by. Many of us have not even planted that seed yet. And now the month of Sha'ban is here. We may even go through the month of Sha'ban without planting that seed. And then in the month of Ramadan, we're trying to plant that seed, water that seed, and then grow and benefit from that seed. It's impossible, brothers and sisters. So that is why the month of Rajab is that time where we make that change in our life. Now, when it comes to the month of Rajab, just for a point of perspective, when we talk about Al-Isra wal Mi'raj for a moment, let's just say, yes, there are a lot of ikhtilaf that did Al-Isra wal Mi'raj happen in the month of Rajab or not. I'm not going to talk about the story now. But all I want to take from that story is the fact that Allah revealed and Allah gave Rasulullah five times daily prayers. Now, not only that, the month of Rajab, as we all know, is considered as Ashharul Hurum, is considered as one of the sacred months. And in the sacred months, what people would do a long time ago is that they would make sure that all wars and all battles would cease during those um, four months, the four sacred months. You have Dhul Qada, Dhul Hijjah, Muharram, and then you have Rajab. In these four months, there will be no battles. Rajab stands by itself all alone. The other three months are consecutive months, but Rajab stands by itself all alone. In this month, think about what kind of changes that you and I, we can make in the month of Rajab. Keeping in mind Al-Isra wal-Miraj, and if we take the opinion that it happened in the month of Rajab, in the month of Rajab, the change that you and I, we can make is, we can start making sure that we are punctual about our five times daily prayers in the month of Rajab. Not only that, but in the month of Rajab, we start getting rid of all the sickness in our heart, the hatred, the malice, the jealousy that you and I, we harbor in our hearts, towards others, we can get rid of that. Let go, let go of your anger, let go of your grudge against others. This should be done in the month of Rajab. Now when the heart is clean, and now we have Salat in our life, now we have begun this spiritual journey. We are coming closer to Allah with Salat, and we are coming close to Allah with a clean heart. Now the month of Rajab is the month where we water that seed. And what that means is that Rasulullah he would often fast in the month of Sha'ban. He would often fast in the month of Sha'ban, and especially he would fast often, as many ahadith they say, he would fast in the beginning 15 days, and then the next 15 days he would take little of a break so that he can, once again, rejuvenate himself and regain his energy to ensure that he has a very meaningful Ramadan. So in this month of Sha'ban, what are you and I were supposed to do? Once again, if we are coming close to Allah, we have, we have reconnected to Allah, our hearts are clean, in the month of Sha'ban, we start fasting in the month of Sha'ban. We start reading Quran in the month of Sha'ban. We increase our dhikr in the month of Sha'ban. Start teaching your kids exactly what Ramadan is. Let me be very clear when it comes to the kids. 
as adults, we understand what Ramadan is. We understand the importance of Ramadan. But ask yourself, when you were the age of your own kids, were you taking Ramadan this seriously? Were you taking Ramadan this seriously? The answer for many of us here would be no. When it comes to children, they may not understand the magnitude of Ramadan. They may not understand the spirituality of Ramadan. They may not understand what is the hikmah and the reward behind fasting. But it is our job as parents to keep on educating them, to keep on pushing them forward. If our kids fasted last year 10 days, this year we encourage them. We provide some incentive that starting from now, start making up their minds now. Because by the way, when Ramadan starts, yes, the first week for many of them, especially in Plano, they're going to have off for spring break. So that's a good thing that they're going to be able to be at home while the month of Ramadan begins. But after that, they do have school. They do have school, they have homework, they have deadlines to meet, they have projects as it is, because now we are approaching the end of this, the academic year. So they're going to have responsibilities. But as parents, we push our kids. As parents, we encourage them. As parents, we provide incentive to, to them. That you fasted last year 10 days, this year inshallah you fast for 20 days. Push them, give them a reward for that. When you see your teenage kids, when you see your teenage kids not taking Ramadan seriously, encourage them from now to do this. Sit down, think about it from now. Play even some YouTube videos on your, on your smart TV at home. Let people in your family hear about Ramadan. Because when they hear and hear and hear about Ramadan, then inshallah by the time Ramadan comes, they'll be prepared for the month of Ramadan. Another thing to keep in mind, subhanAllah from the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, where he says that a month where most people are in the state of ghafla, brothers and sisters, of course we cannot overlook of what is happening in Gaza. And of course we always talk about Gaza in our khutbas, in our khatras and so forth. But the reality is that in this month, let us also not fall into the state of ghafla of what is happening over there. We overall as a Muslim ummah, we are in the state of ghafla. We are pulled in so many different directions. Even now there are people when you tell them about Gaza, you know, you're, you're hearing people say now that I have too many things going on in my life right now. This is not something that I can be worried about. I'll make dua and that is the best I can do. Brothers and sisters, yes, there's only few things. There's very limited things that we can do here as a Muslim community. But subhanAllah, what's my fear is that Ramadan starts and we keep on seeing the casualties grow in the month of Ramadan. It's already been over a hundred days that our Muslim brothers and sisters have been going through all this. And yes, our Muslim brothers here in America and all over the world, we showed a lot of reaction when this first started and now the reaction is dying down. Now you're finding less and less people who are proactive about this matter. So even during this time when we talk about ghafla, ghafla is in all capacity. Let us not be in the state of ghafla regarding our spirituality. Let us not be in ghafla regarding our Quran. Let us not be in ghafla about our relationships. Let us not be in ghafla of what is happening to the Muslims all over the world. If, if we as a human being, if I cannot do so much for my brothers and sisters in Gaza, then do whatever we can do. There's very limited that we can do as it is. But when we try, when we become ghafla, when we become ghafil, when we become heedless and oblivious of what is going on there, that in itself is a crime. 
That is wrongdoing. We need to be aware of what is going on with our brothers and sisters in Gaza. It's not that it's been going on, it's part of what we are now, it's part of our life, we have to keep on hearing this. No, whatever we can do, we keep on doing forward, inshallah, for our brothers and sisters in Gaza. And finally, when it comes to the month of Ramadan, brothers and sisters, let's make sure that this Ramadan is our best Ramadan. You've heard this sentence before so many times, but you ask yourself, each one of us, we ask ourselves, did I change last year in Ramadan? Did I change in Ramadan? If there was even one good thing that you changed in your life, Alhamdulillah, your Ramadan was productive. But we have to make sure that each one of us, we all have sicknesses. We are sick. You know what's the biggest issue when it comes to a sick person? Is when they deny the fact that they are sick. The doctor is telling them, you are sick. And they're like, you know what? I'm absolutely fine. I'm absolutely healthy. The doctor is saying, take this medication. And he or she is saying, I don't need to take any medication because I'm absolutely fine. That is where you and I, we are today. That is where you and I, we are today. We feel like there, there is nothing wrong with me. How many times I approach people, I am the most religious man. No one follows the Quran and Sunnah more than I do. No, brothers and sisters, we all have flaws and we need to fix those flaws. Let's not lie to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes, we may show a face in front of others, but we cannot lie to Allah. We cannot lie to ourselves. We have to be honest with ourselves. And let's try to use Ramadan to make that change in our life. So the month of Rajab is the month of planting that seed. And the month of Sha'ban is the month to plant that seed, uh, to water that seed. And the month of Ramadan is the month to benefit from the, from, from what has uh, come from that seed. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us the tawfiq to use Rajab and Sha'ban and Ramadan in the best way possible. Ameen Rabbil Alameen. Barakallahu lana wa lakum fi Qur'an Azeem. Wa nafa'ana wa iyaakum lati wa dhikil hakeem. Astaghfirullah li wa lakum. Wa yisayil muslimin fastaghfiru innahu al-ghafur rahim. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهديه الله فلا مضل له ومن يضل فلا هادي له ونشهد لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد. Lastly, inshallah, I will say this that when it comes to anything, the very first hadith that we find in Sahih al-Bukhari is about niyyah. The very first hadith that we find in Riyadh al-Salihin is about niyyah. What is our niyyah going forward? What is our niyyah when it comes to the month of Ramadan? As I said, you don't have to make drastic changes in your life. Just bring one change in your life. If you go through 30 years of Ramadan, 40 years of Ramadan, and you make only one change every single year, that means that you would have brought 40 new habits, 40 new good habits in your life. Unfortunately, Ramadan comes, Ramadan goes. I'll be, inshallah, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given me life and given us life, we'll be standing here on the day of Eid also saying that we were talking about Ramadan, now Ramadan is over, what are we going to do? So keep in mind, brothers and sisters, this is a very important time of the year. We talk about Ramadan, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about Ramadan in the Quran, Allah talks about Ramadan in the sense that 
it is the month of the Quran. So let's from now, let's make it a point that we want to connect with the Quran. We want to increase in our ibadat. Let go of all the grudges. Let go of all the grudges. Let go of all the hate. Because the more our heart is occupied with people's hate, then there is no way that Allah can enter into that heart. Because the heart is filled with something else. Try to imagine as a glass. If the glass is filled with water, you can put any you can put anything on top of that. When the glass is empty, you can fill something in that in that glass. Likewise, if the heart is filled with hatred, jealousy, malice, and you know, and all the 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 spiritual diseases, there's no way that Allah can enter into that heart. We have to first empty out that heart, clean out that heart, so that we can put Allah and His Prophet in their love in our heart. I ask Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to grant us the tawfiq. May Allah Subhanahu wa Taala grant us Ramadan. May Allah Subhanahu wa Taala grant us many more Ramadans. May Allah Subhanahu wa Taala make this Ramadan our best Ramadan so far in our life. Amin ya Rabbil Alameen. اللهم انصر الاسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر الاسلام والمسلمين في كل مكان اللهم انصرنا على من خالفنا واحفظ بلادنا واصلح اولادنا واشف مرضانا وعاف مبتلانا وارحم موتانا وخذ بايدينا الى كل خير وعاصمنا من كل شر واحفظنا من كل ضير اللهم قسمنا من خشيتك ما تحول به به بيننا وبين معصيتك ومن طاعتك ما تبلغنا به جنتك ومن يلقين ما تهون به علينا مصائب الدنيا ومتعنا بأسماعنا وأبصارنا وقواتنا ما حيتنا وجعله الوارث منا وجعل ثأرنا على من ظلمنا وانصرنا على من عادانا ولا تجعل مصيبتنا في ديننا ولا تجعل الدنيا أكبر همنا ولا مبلغ علمنا ولا إلى النار مصيرنا ولا تسلط علينا من لا يرحمنا اللهم إنا نسلك علما نافعا وعملا متقبلا ورزقا واسعا وشفاء من كل داء اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من علم لا ينفع ومن قلب لا يخشع ومن نفس لا تشبع ومن دعاء لا يستجاب آمين رب العالمين اللهم بلغنا رمضان اللهم بلغنا رمضان اللهم بلغنا رمضان آمين رب العالمين إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء ومنكر والبغض يعيذكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروني أذكركم واشروا لي ولا تكفرون أقم الصلاة <coughs> Straight in lines, fill in the gaps. الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله الله أكبر
الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين قل يا أيها الكافرون لا أعبد ما تعبدون ولا أنتم عابدون ما أعبد ولا أنا عابد ما عبدتم ولا أنتم عابدون ما أعبد لكم دينكم وليدين الله أكبر Allahu Akbar Alhamdulillahi مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين إذا جاء نصر الله والفتح ورأيت الناس يدخلون في دين الله أفواجا فسبح بحمد ربك واستغفر إنه كان توابا الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله 
السلام عليكم ورحمة الله